Welcome into the Maroon Mike podcast. It's Andrew Miller coming to you late on a Tuesday night, or I'm sure for most of you on a Wednesday. Uh, hope you all had a Merry Christmas. Um, it's been see like over a week since we talked to you guys. We did a big preview for National Signing Day, and uh, hey, National Signing Day went well for Mississippi State. We were uh, Bulldogs were able to keep pretty much all of their commitments intact outside of Chris Parson. Sorry, not. Not Chris Parson, Joe Crocker. You got Chris Parson in the boat, um, which you know that, that was that was great to see. Successful National Signing Day, successful start to Zach Arnett's tenure. Um, yeah, not much else to to really say on that. So we really don't need to go back and hey, we got we got pretty good numbers on that episode. So thanks to everybody for uh, tuning in to listen to that. Um, I know we also did some time breaking down potential candidates. For offensive coordinator, that's something we can potentially explore more of later on down the line. Uh, but we did a little bit of talk about basketball, and that's kind of going to kind of be uh, the theme of this episode today. Um, since we last spoke, uh, men's basketball taking its first loss of the season uh, to Drake. Um, really don't need to go too deep in on that game. Look, MSU had not played well the previous couple of games against Jackson State and against Nichols. Uh, and kind of kept some of that up against Drake and, you know, had at one point had a double digit league lead, but weren't able to really uh, hold on to it. Hey, you just didn't score enough points to win. I think we all said eventually that that was, that was going to catch up. Eventually you were going to have a game where the offense was going to cost you. Uh, and they finally got it. And look, while it's disappointing that you take that loss with SEC play looming, um, it is important to note that all is still fine uh, for the Bulldogs in terms of an overall resume standpoint. I did an article about this over on Maroon and White Nation. Actually, my first piece uh, that I've written over there since getting back into blogging about MSU, which you should totally all go check out that and click on it one, two, potentially three times, uh, as many as you may, uh, as your heart may desire. Talking about how that tournament resume stacks up for Mississippi State as they head into conference play, and obviously some of those numbers have shifted around since I published it. So let's take a quick look here. As of... Tuesday night, and of course, all of this stuff is going to update in the morning. Uh, Mississippi State sits at number 26 in the net. Uh, they still are 2-0 and in quad one games, have the one loss to a quad two team, that being Drake, undefeated and everything else. Uh, 36 in Ken Palm, 31 in uh, Basketball Power Index, 54 in Sagarin, so that is a little bit low. Uh, KPI 39 and 50th in T-Rank. Uh, strength of schedule, pretty tough right now. Uh, 297 overall, 292 for their non-conference strength of schedule. But again, look, you, you haven't played a lot of great teams. You should get a boost uh, for the non-conference when you play TCU, who's currently number 60 in the net. Um, and obviously that overall strength of schedule is going to take a big jump up uh, once you start getting into SEC play. And that's going to start right away with a team in Alabama who is currently number eight in the net. We're going to take a deeper look at the Crimson Tide. That's kind of going to be the kind of uh, kind of going to be the focus of today's episode is doing a quick preview of that game because it's a huge basketball game and we need to talk about it. So uh, I, I wanted to make sure I got on here and spent some time telling you what kind of what we can expect uh, when Mississippi State hosts Alabama on Wednesday night at Humphrey Coliseum, a game that is now officially sold out. Just announced a few minutes before I hopped on here to record that that game is a sellout. Uh, hopefully, fans can be packed full with maroon and white uh, to provide a great crowd. It's obviously unfortunate not having the students on campus uh, to kind of help with that atmosphere, but I think we should have a really nice group uh, in town to, to support Mississippi State, and they're 
biggest home game of the season to this point. Uh, you know, a huge start to SEC play. Uh, but the big point I was making with that article I wrote from Murder White Nation is, look, right now, things are about as good as you could ask for for MSU. Um, to only have one loss to this point of the season, to be where you are at in the net, to be where you're at in most of the metrics, have a pair of quality victories, you haven't taken a bad loss, like, you're in a good spot to make the tournament. If the tournament start was today, Mississippi State would be anywhere from like a five seed to a seven seed, depending on who you, you ask. Uh, they'd be a team that would be safely in the tournament. Now, I did talk about in that preview of Drake uh, the last time we were with last time we were with you that you know it, it maybe it's a little too early to start just expecting an NCAA tournament team, and I still stand by that. Right, things can change quickly um, as you get into SEC play with the the challenging team games you have coming up. But the, the point that I do want to make is that MSU has put themselves in a position where as long as they can go through SEC play, avoiding a bad loss, add a couple more quality wins to the resume. You're going to be in position to get into the tournament in your first season under Chris Chance, um, which, again, is about as good as you could ask for. So Bulldogs have been off to a good start. Obviously, uh, the, the question um, you know, is now how are they going to resp- respond after taking their first loss? How are they going to respond after really the past couple of weeks where they've not played particularly well and you got a team like Alabama coming to the hump? So let's take a look at the Crimson Tide, and they are off to a fantastic start to the season. 10-2 and on the year. They have wins against Michigan State. Uh, they took down North Carolina in a crazy multi-overtime game, uh, who was ranked number one in the country at the time. Went on the road to Houston, who was currently number two in the net, and got a win. Uh, they, they beat Memphis. Two losses uh, to undefeated and number one overall in the net, UConn, uh, 82-67 in that game. No shame in losing that one. And they did take a loss uh, in Birmingham against Gonzaga, currently 12th in the net, 190. But again, no shame in losing to the Zags. Um, You have a pair of Quadrant 1 wins. Their only losses are to Quad 1 teams. uh, Undefeated and everything else, as well as four uh, Quadrant 2 victories. Consensus top 14 team across all the metrics. Uh, Number 8 in the net, 12th in Ken Palm, 14th in BPI, 13th in Sagarin, 4 and KPI intent and T rank. This is a really, really good Alabama team that has a strong resume. Their strength of schedule right now is 11th uh, with a 13th ranked non-conference strength of schedule. This is a, a strong Alabama team that has themselves in position to be one of one of the top seeds selected for the tournament. And right now, one of the favorites within the SEC. Um, Nate Oates, obviously we know what he's been able to do on the season and oh, sorry, what he's been able to do throughout his career so far at Alabama. Uh, and they're really keeping it up and they're keeping it up with a team with, you know, quite a few new faces. Uh, when you look at Alabama, three of their top four scorers are true are maybe not true freshmen, but freshmen overall, but they are led by true freshman, Brandon Miller. Uh, Miller was four star, like the number 14 player in the country coming out. Oh, sorry. He was a five star, like the number 14 player in the country coming out. Um, Averaging over 19 points per game, shooting 44% from deep um, right now, which, hey, that fits right into what Nate Oates wants to do. He also has 8.7 rebounds a game, uh, shooting 42% overall. This dude is an absolute stud at forward for Alabama and really has come in right away and has just been a big-time player. You're getting 14 points per game out of Mark Sears. Uh, freshman Noah Clowney, another fre- uh, forward, averaging 9.5 per game to go along with 8.8 rebounds. Um this is a team that's just really, really strong. Uh, we know the mark of a, a Nate Oates team is what they're able to do offensively, and right now they're scoring 83.7 points per game, 
shooting almost 44% from the field, shooting 34% from deep. Uh, when you look at Ken Palm, Alabama and offensive efficiency is an adjusted number 20 in the country um, in terms of what they're doing offensively. But look, NATO's teams, they talk about blue collar basketball, right? That's the whole idea. They play defense too. Yeah, they, sh- they could play fast and shoot the three, but they can play defense. Uh, they're 19th in adjusted defensive rankings uh, per Ken Palm. Um, and right now giving up 72 points per game, but teams are only shooting about 39% from the floor against them. Well, they're holding their opponents to 29% from deep. Um, they're, you know, out, out rebounding teams by over 11 rebounds per game. This is a, they play good, tough basketball, right? We associate Alabama with the up-tempo, and look from a tempo standpoint, they're they're fourth in, in adjusted tempo on Ken Palm, right? They're going to play fast, but they play strong defense, too, to go along with that great offense. Um, the one place that you can kind of get the tide, the, kind of what they're what you would look at as a weakness for them potentially, they are, they are prone to turnovers. Um, they've uh, If you look on, on the season, they turn the ball over almost 17 times per game compared to only forcing about 12. So an MSU team that has been opportunistic and has forced a good bit of turnovers with what State's able to do defensively, maybe that's a place you can have an edge. Um, they, they give up almost eight steals per game. And again, MSU is a team I think is getting about 12 steals per game on the season for MSU. Uh, or sorry, 10 steals per game. Yeah, MSU is getting 10 steals per game. I think if you're State, that's kind of the one place you're going to have to feel like you have a shot is if you can force some turnovers – get those steals, you're going to have some chance for some points in transition. And, and really, that's kind of have to be the key for MSU in this game. Um, this is an Alabama team that, look, if, if they're knocking down the shots, like it's going to be tough for MSU to keep up because, unfortunately, we know where MSU is as a team offensively. Um, you talk about, you know, for, from a Ken Palm standpoint in terms of adjusted offense, Alabama was number 20. Uh, Mississippi State is 134. Um Look, offense has not been a strength for MSU. They're they're only scoring about 68 points per game, only shooting about 42% from the field, 30% from three. You know, haven't been great at free throws. It, it's kind of been about, you know, winning rebounds and, and winning with defense. And, look, MSU's outstanding defensively. We know that. I, I, I keep going back to Ken Palm because I like looking at it. They're fifth in adjusted defense. Um, that defense is going to have to shine and shine big time to give MSU a shot in this game. But, look, ultimately they haven't faced a team like Alabama who, who's going to be as effective from three um, and, you know, plays with the tempo that Alabama does. That's going to be really interesting to watch. And, again, it's going to come to, like, can State force some mistakes and take advantage of it because that's kind of your your best bet here. Um, you're going to need you're gonna need some guys to step up, though. Uh, I think you, you, you look at a guy like Deshaun Davis, you look at a guy like Eric Reed. Those are guys who can knock down some shots from behind the arc. You're going to need big days out of them. DJ Jeffries has shown some of that shooting ability. I think you're going to need that. And, of course, we all know what you need out of Tolu Smith. Um, but then I also look at a guy like uh, Cam Matthews and you know what he does defensively in forcing some of those turnovers, forcing some mistakes. Uh, that's going to be a big key in this game. Another guy who would factor in that way. Uh, would be Shaquille Moore, and you know, obviously the question there is whether or not he's going to play. You know, he did not play against Drake. He's a guy who's been really, really good for MSU on the defensive side of the ball, being able to force some turnovers and get those points in transition. 
this is the type of game where, you know, if you're, if you're MSU, you could certainly use him. Um, but, you know, again, right now, really don't know whether or not you're going to see him. So, look, it's it's going to be a tough uphill battle for, for MSU, right? This is an Alabama team that's got a ton of talent. Um, I mean, Nate Oates and, and the players he's been able to bring, bring in, uh, the success that they've had, it's to say it would be an uphill battle is putting it lightly. But you get the game at home. You know what you could do defensively. And, look, that defense is going to give you a chance in pretty much every game that you play. Uh, and, again, there, Alabama, if there is one weakness Alabama has, it may be something MSU can take advantage of. It just comes down to whether or not MSU can find a way to make enough shots and can limit Alabama enough. I, I remember a year ago, and, again, different style, different players. But, you know, MSU in this game, in you know, playing Alabama, I think to open SEC play in Starkville, you know, the way they were able to make things happen was Alabama couldn't hit shots. Um, this is a different Alabama team, obviously. And this is an Alabama team that really is better from deep than that one is. But that was kind of, you know, one of the big things uh, for MSU that uh, was led to them being able to pull out this pull out the win last year. Uh, Alabama didn't get a lot of those shots. Uh, I do want to say for the Tide, uh, there you know is some questions with some you know some injury concerns for a few guys. Um, I talked about uh, God, what's his name, um, Noah Clowney. Uh, he is expected to be back in this game. He didn't play against Jackson State in Alabama's last game, but again, that's one of their top players, one of their top freshmen. He is expected back. There is a chance uh, that they see the debut of Dom Welch who is a transfer out of St. Bonaventure, uh, who is a player that, you know, with the Bonnie shot over 37% from three points and averaged uh, double figures. He has not played yet for Alabama because, again, he's been held out with a uh, calf injury, but the, he's going to be a game-time decision. So that could be someone that Alabama rotates in. Now, if he, they do, he would be under a minute restriction. He would not be someone who would be, you know, a heavy part of the rotation, but that could be someone to look out for uh, as maybe making a, a debut, which – I think we all know how it goes in Mississippi State. That that sounds like a perfect rat candidate right there. Even on a even on a minute restriction, <laughs> if a guy makes his season debut, who's a good three point shooter, um, I will say that number five scorer for Alabama, uh, Namari Burnett, he is out of this game with a wrist injury uh, that's required some surgery. He's out indefinitely, so that is going to be someone that the Tide will be missing. If, if you were to give me my expectations on this game, look, I think it's just going to be tough for MSU to win, right? Um, to, to this point, I, you, I got to see more out of MSU offensively to feel confident that they could find a way to be able to win this basketball game. Um, but I do think they'll keep it competitive. I think hopefully you're going to have a fantastic crowd in Humphrey Coliseum to be able to provide a, a good atmosphere and make it tough on Alabama. And I think state, if they can get on Alabama early, can give themselves a chance, but ultimately, I think it's just going to be tough to keep up with the tide, but that's where, Hey, you know, I talked about Alabama being like number four in, you know, adjusted tempo MSU's down on like the three forties. If you could try to drag them down get them to play your game, give yourself a shot. But ultimately I think I'm going to take the tide here. Um, it, it's just, a, it's a little much to ask MSU at this point to be able to pull off a win against Alabama, who may very well be the best team in the SEC to this point. Um, but look again, you're 11 and one. This is not the type of game you would have expected to be able to win early in the year. If you can find it, it's a bonus for you. If you lose it, it doesn't really do anything to hurt your resume. Uh, 
So hopefully we can get a good crowd. Uh, well, it is a sellout. Hopefully we get a great atmosphere in the hump. Hopefully State can find a way. But I will take the tide in this one. But I, I don't think we need to, to panic too much if the Bulldogs do take a loss here. Do you want to take a couple of minutes to uh, look at the women's basketball team? They were able to wrap up their time uh, playing down in Tampa in the Suncoast Challenge 2-0. Uh, we mentioned they got the win over Old Dominion 83-47. Uh, also were able to handle their business against New Mexico 87-58. And conference play for, against, for, begins for them as well. On Thursday evening, they will travel up to Nashville to take on the Vanderbilt Commodores um, in, in a game that should be really winnable for MSU. Um, Vanderbilt, not off to a great start to the season. Well, kind of okay. Right, they're they're nine and five on the year. Really, don't have any wins that stand out for you. Uh, you know, one of their losses is to a really good NC State team, but they've lost to St. Joseph's, Northern Iowa. Uh, they lost to ETSU. They lost to UT Martin. Um, so it, it's one of those deals where it, they, they needed overtime to win at Louisiana Tech. Needed overtime to beat Lipscomb. Not a not a great team now. Um, and to be fair to them, they did have some players uh, that have been dealt. They've been dealt pretty hard with the injury bug. Uh, three of their returning starters from a year ago are out for the year. Uh, didn't even play a, a minute for Vanderbilt this season. That was all before the year. Those none of those guys were going to be out. Uh, those girls were going to be out rather. Um, do have uh, do have a really good player though to look at? Ciarja Harbison, averaging close to 19 points per game. She herself has actually missed a few games with injury this year, but uh, is ready to go. Um, shooting 42% from the floor on the season. Uh, 3.5 rebounds per game. Really, really good from the free throw stripe, uh, almost 84%. Offense really goes through her. They have a couple other players in double figures. Uh, they're scoring right around 69 points per game. Nice, giving up around 60. Um, defensively have played pretty good to this point of the season, holding teams to 39% shooting, 29% from deep. Uh, but they are being slightly out-rebounded. Um, do have an advantage uh, in terms of you know turnovers forced per, per game. Um, in steals force per game. But, again, some of that does go back to the competition level that they faced. Uh, this kind of feels like the type of game for MSU to be able to go up and, and get a win. And I actually was just checking some uh, women's bracketology. MSU was actually projected as the very last team in the field in the most recent MSU women uh, – sorry, most recent women's bracketology. If you take, take a look at the women's RPI, Mississippi State currently sits at number 36. Um, Vanderbilt down at number 90. So – this feels like the type of game, again, MSU should be able to go up and get themselves a win, get a good start to conference play. Again, they're 11-2 and already to this point in the season at Sam Purcell's first year. And, uh, look, we know SEC play is going to be a big challenge, but giving themselves a chance um, to be able to make a run to the tournament his first year. I mean, look, it's, a, it's an exciting time on campus for basketball. You have first-time head coaches both on the men's and women's side, and both of them are delivering good results at this point. So, Certainly the time to be getting excited about uh, basketball at Humphrey Coliseum. Uh, that's going to do it for today. We do plan to have an episode out hopefully later in the week uh, to preview MSU's bowl game. At the very latest, we should have something out uh, for the day of the game on Monday. But ideally, we would like to have that out earlier, give you guys a few days to learn about the Illinois fight in Illini and a game that you know MSU is going to go out and try to honor Mike Leach. Uh, but we'll make sure that we have that out for you guys so uh, we can wrap up this season football the right way. But, again, that's going to do it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And, as always, swing your sword and hail state.